Welcome back to The Daily Poem here on the Close Reads Podcast Network. I'm David Kern. Today's poem is by Ogden Nash, Frederick Ogden Nash, an American poet who lived from 1902 to 1971. He was known particularly for his light verse and apparently was the country's best known producer of humorous poetry during his life. The poem that I'm going to read today is called The Tale of Custard the Dragon. I don't know if I'll be able to read it again. We'll see how long it takes me. Um, But I do have a couple comments I wanted to offer up about this one. So here it is. Belinda lived in a little white house with a little black kitten and a little gray mouse and a little yellow dog and a little red wagon and a Relio Trulio little pet dragon. Now the name of the little black kitten was Ink and the little gray mouse she called her Blink and a little yellow dog was sharp as mustard but the dragon was a coward and she called him Custard. Custard the dragon had big sharp teeth and spikes on top of him and scales underneath, mouth like a fireplace chimney for a nose and Relio, Trulio, daggers on his toes. Belinda was as brave as a barrel full of bears and Ink and Blink chased lions down the stairs. Mustard was as brave as a tiger in a rage but Custard cried for a nice safe cage. Belinda tickled him. She tickled him unmerciful. Ink, Blink, and Mustard, they rudely called him Percival. They all sat laughing in the little red wagon at the really, oh, truly, oh, cowardly dragon. Belinda giggled till she shook the house, and Blink said, weak, at which is giggling for a mouse. Ink and Mustard rudely asked his age when Custard cried for a nice, safe cage. Suddenly, suddenly, they heard a nasty sound, and Mustard growled, and they all looked around. Meowch, cried Ink. And ow, cried Belinda, for there was a pirate climbing in the window. Pistol in his left hand, pistol in his right, and he held in his teeth a cutlass bright. His beard was black, one leg was wood. It was clear that the pirate meant no good. Belinda paled, and she cried, help, help. But Mustard fled with a terrified yelp. Ink trickled down to the bottom of the household, and Little Mouse Bling strategically mouseholed. But up jumped Custard, snorting like an engine, clashed his tail like irons in a dungeon. With a clatter and a clank and a jangling squirm, he went at the pirate like a robin at a worm. The pirate gaped at Belinda's dragon and gulped some grog from his pocket flagon. He fired two bullets, but they didn't hit, and Custard gobbled him every bit. Belinda embraced him. Mustard licked him. No one mourned for his pirate victim. Ink and blink and glee did gyrate around the dragon that ate the pirate. Belinda still lives in her little white house with her little black kitten and her little gray mouse and her little yellow dog and her little red wagon and a really oh truly oh little pet dragon. Belinda is as brave as a barrel full of bears and ink and blink chase lions down the stairs. Mustard is as brave as a tiger in a rage. But Custard keeps crying for a nice safe cage. So I, I very much enjoy this, this poem for some reason. It's interesting because it's essentially a ballad which is a this was a narrative poem arranged usually in four-line stanzas with a distinctive and memorable meter. We have that all throughout here. We've got the four-line stanzas, and we've got A-A-B-B rhyme schemes all the way throughout. Usually, you know, a traditional ballad, I believe, is A-B-A-B or A-B-C-B is typically, typically the rhyme scheme. And then um, there's usually things like uh, iambic tetrameter or iambic trimeter, things like that that are in here, but I'm not going to get into that too much in this particular poem. But one of the things that ballads also do is they make use of popular and local speech and dialogue, often and vividly to convey a story. 
And this is especially a feature of early ballads. That last thing that I just read is from The Making of a Poem, a Norton Anthology of Poetic Forms, which I've mentioned before, uh, edited by Mark Strand and Avon Boland. And they included this poem in their section on the ballad. And they also note this. The subject matter of a ballad is distinctive, almost always communal stories of lost love, supernatural happenings, or recent events. And I love that they include this ballad because I imagine that this ballad does for children and, well, and adults today, what the ancient ballads or even the medieval ballads or the Renaissance era ballads or, you know, the 17th century ballads, whatever it is, would have done for people of that that time. It uses contemporary colloquial speech within the context of the formal structures of a ballad to pass on a story of a strange or miraculous happening. And here it's done with a great deal of humor, which is one of the things that makes the poem, you know, particularly memorable. Today, we most often see ballads and things like a country song or a folk song or even a hip hop or rap song, something like that. So, you know, these are the kind of ballads that have kind of gotten forgotten, but they're the kind of ballads that the poetic, the tradition of poetry that we're trying to pass on can help preserve. Hopefully people keep writing ballads like this. In fact, I would love to see young people imitating the form of this, this Ogden Nash ballad. And I was thinking what I'd like to do is have a competition where I'm not going to ask kids to write their own ballads yet, but I'd love to have those of you who are listening who are younger, draw a picture inspired by this particular poem. So I will read it again just for the sake of ease. Uh, you can shut the podcast off now if you need to. But what I'd like to do is take a scene or a particular image from this particular ballad and draw or color a picture. And we'll do it like we did the poetry memorization contest, but we'll do, we'll do it as a competition. We'll choose some winners. We'll post them online. We'll give away some books, things like that. So go ahead and draw an illustration have your parents or you yourself go ahead and post it on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you guys are online with the hashtag TDP ballad. So TDP B-A-L-L-A-D and add that hashtag to your post and then we'll choose some winners. We'll share them online. I think this will be a lot of fun. I'm going to have my own kids do it as well. And uh, hopefully I'm pretty confident actually that we're going to have some great illustrations of the tale of Custard the Dragon. So here one more time is this poem. Belinda lived in a little white house with a little black kitten and a little gray mouse and a little yellow dog and a little red wagon and a really-o, truly-o little pet dragon. Now, the name of the little black kitten was Ink and the little gray mouse, she called her Blink. And the little yellow dog was sharp as mustard, but the dragon was a coward. She called him Custard. Custard the dragon had big sharp teeth and spikes on top of him and scales underneath. Mouth like a fireplace, chimney for a nose, and really-o, truly-o, daggers on his toes. Belinda was as brave as a barrel full of bears, and Ink and Blink chased lions down the stairs. Mustard was as brave as a tiger in a rage, but Custard cried for a nice, safe cage. Belinda tickled him. She tickled him unmerciful. Ink, Blink, and Mustard, they rudely called him Percival. They all sat laughing in the little red wagon in the really-o, truly-o, cowardly dragon. Belinda giggled till she shook the house, and Blink said, Weak! which is giggling for a mouse. Ink and Blink rudely asked his age when Custard cried for a nice safe cage. Suddenly, suddenly, they heard a nasty sound, and Mustard growled, and they all looked around. Meowk! cried Ink, and oh! cried Belinda, for there was a pirate climbing in the window. Pistol in his left hand, pistol in his right, and he held in his teeth a cutlass bright. His beard was black, 
one leg was wood, it was clear that the pirate meant no good. Belinda paled, and she cried, Help, help! But Mustard fled with a terrified yelp. Ink trickled down to the bottom of the household, and Little Mouse Blink strategically mouseholed. But up jumped Custard, snorting like an engine, clashed his tail like irons in a dungeon. With a clatter and a clank and a jangling squirm, he went at the pirate like a robin at a worm. The pirate gaped at Belinda's dragon and gulped some grog from his pocket flagon. He fired two bullets, but they didn't hit, and Custard gobbled him. Every bit. Belinda embraced him. Mustard licked him. No one mourned for his pirate victim. Ink and blink and glee did gyrate around the pirate, around the dragon that ate the pirate. <laughs> Belinda still lives in her little white house with her little black kitten and her little gray mouse and her little yellow dog and her little red wagon and her Relio, Trulio, little pet dragon. Belinda is as brave as a barrel full of bears and ink and blink chase lions down the stairs. Mustard is as brave as a tiger in a rage, but Custard keeps crying for a nice, safe cage. This has been The Daily Poem. Thanks so much for listening. Be back tomorrow with another poem, and I look forward to seeing your illustrations. 